0: dissolves. It's always healthy to follow your mum's sage advice. My mum always encouraged me to try to be good at one thing, not ten, one. Concentrate your energies on that one thing, stick at it and perpetually give it your best shot. Coincidentally, we've all taken my mum's advice to heart for a very long time. We remain the texting capital of the world and last I looked, we retain the top spot as heaviest internet users. From a global perspective, we're also up there with Nigeria, Ecuador and Liberia as the most emotional countries. In any endeavor, it takes a lot to get to number one, more to stay there. Every day, we're all doing our level best to maintain our number one spot. We have more mobile phone subscriptions than people and our internet users grew more than the population. On average, we spend 10 hours and 2 minutes every day using the internet via any device. Time-absorbing social media each day on average via any device, 4 hours and 12 minutes. In her book, Mind Change, How Digital Technologies Are Leaving Their Mark on Our Brains, Susan Greenfield, an English neuroscientist, expresses concern that internet usage may modify brain structures of young people. She is worried about how our neuronal networks may be affected by unprecedented bombardments of audiovisual stimuli, how gaming can shape a chemical landscape in the brain similar to that in gambling addicts, how high internet usage places a premium on information rather than on deep knowledge and understanding, and how excessive use of social networking sites limits the maturation of empathy and identity. Susan Greenfield disputes the assumption that our technologies are harmless tools. She asks the fundamental question whether the minds of people born before and after the advent of the internet differ. My point, attaining and maintaining our number one spot has consequences. It was once pointed out to me, there is a real operating issue going around, phone anxiety. Meaning people were afraid to answer the phones or look at texts. From our point of view I'd say with People First firmly in mind that commentary is disturbing and worthy of future exploration, subsequent behaviour changes and changing protocols. We've done an exemplary job protecting ourselves and our businesses from COVID-19. A little though not enough in my view, setting behavioural boundaries surrounding our use of internet messaging. Viber being our preferred method. Always on internet compulsion with clients and indeed our own colleagues having no sense of time or space. I think lack of boundaries has always been with us. Now work from home has illustrated the issue and put it into glaring focus. In support of my view, over recent times, I've heard words like anxiety, fear, overwork, and sleeplessness, to name but a few work challenges the manifestation of work from home. The pandemic has forced many organisational behaviour changes. As a simple example, there's been a drive to change to paperless transactions. In this case, I asked myself, had it not been for the pandemic, I'd still be paying our condo water bill by cash. I get it we're in the service business, always have been, always will be. I understand we're being asked to do more faster for less. To counter, all I'm saying is we should consider modifying our boundaries and behaviours. Technology continues running us, not the other way around. We're operating in the new normal, though in my opinion, we've not done enough to address our old ways, you know, the ones we were content back in February. The operating issues I've mentioned have always been with us. They're just more top of mind and more worrying now. Just this last week, here in McKinley Hill, Mental health may have been a contributing factor to a tragedy that occurred. Chewy recently uncovered a very troubling and alarming Google trend is emerging surrounding this topic. Which brings me to our Viber compulsion, the country's Viber compulsion. One aspect of operations I think we could consider changing for the better and good. Just as an example, whilst writing this piece, from seven active Viber groups, I've received 86 texts, two thoughtful emails, and one missed phone call. That's just me. And I have very low involvement with Viber chats. Not too long ago, in one group, I counted 36 texts on one topic, which progressed for well over an hour. When those on the Viber feed met face-to-face a few days later, how long do you think it took for us all to make a decision and move on with its deployment? Six minutes, as I was counting. Next question, think how much mental real estate that conversation took up over a weekend. My answer, not being able to count it, I'd say a lot. It's not just those on the Viber feed, it's our families too. They get impacted uh, by our behaviours. Time devoted to thinking and typing about the issue discussed was time taken away from the story time with children or mid-afternoon coffee time with a partner. You get my point earlier, there's always a cost and consequence. By the way, not for a minute am I suggesting I'm perfect on matters of online consumption, far from it, as my wife will certainly attest. What I am saying, be cautious, be mindful, be responsible. Like we were like well this is a good point. Like like we were with masks around instant messaging, look after yourselves and others. I encourage you to read the two PDFs attached. They certainly moved me, including the writing of this thought piece. If this topic equally moves you, I'll consider devoting a webinar to it going into more detail, supported by a few remedial thoughts. Another possible action, uh, a point arising from this discussion, perhaps an assessment is, is put into the field, capturing our feelings towards instant messaging, group chat, or use of Viber as communication platforms for work. I'll leave you with a couple of quotes from these papers to whet your appetite. I get it, Basecamp, the authors, are pushing a line in support of their products, though their commentary made logical sense to me. And I quote from their papers. Group chat is like being in an all day meeting with random participants and no agenda. And further, writing solidifies, chat dissolves. Substantial decisions start and end with an exchange of complete thoughts not one line at a time jousts. If it's important, critical or fundamental, write it up, don't chat it down. Soon we'll be workshopping a bill of rights for tribal as they move to the TX model, which will frame behaviours, clients and staff. Perhaps this thought piece is a valuable place to start uh, a modifying discussion. As inspiration, very rarely Google or Facebook, who own WhatsApp, Use instant messaging for work-related communication. Their view, if it's important, write an email. If you can't be bothered writing your thoughtful views down, don't bother posting your missives on chat. Maybe by reducing or modifying, we'd not read... uh, I'll go again. Maybe by reducing or modifying, we'd not read the 100,000 words we absorb each day and save our eyesight. Being a purposeful contrarian, I'll go first. You'll notice this this thought piece appears in your inbox today. From now on, TBS On will move from Viber to Email, the correct platform for important use.